Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Rowdy Robbie Connor. Really appreciate Robbie coming on the show. We recorded the episode today, October 21st. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am joined in studio today by Rowdy Robbie Connor. I met Robbie at Louisville Combat Academy. I think I remember when you came in. How long ago was that? Um, it was Close to about a year and a half, maybe. Maybe a little more, less than a year and a half, maybe. And was that the first gym you went to? Yeah, it was the first time I ever went to a martial arts gym. That's ever. what I thought. That's what I thought. I was there that day. Okay. Yeah, it was a good day. We went in, and it was Muay Thai day. Just got to have, uh, this whole happened, they sparred that day. So I'm like, you know, I'll spar this kid, you know, whatever. It kicks me in the head, like, three seconds into to sparring. I'm like, what's, you know, what's going on here, you know? And, and that's kind of how I got into my first, first time actually in a gym training, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you've only been into it for a year and a half. Um, it'd be coming up, uh, November will be two years total. You're from Bartstown. Yep. Can you introduce yourself to the Kelly Patrick Show audience? How old are you? What can you tell us about your background? Uh, I'm 33 years old, um, from Bartstown, Kentucky. I was actually born in Charleston, South Carolina, but grew up here, uh, man, uh, just mostly was into sports and stuff growing up. What high school did you go to? Nelson County High School. What sports? Uh, football. What position? Uh, running back and nose guard. That's an interesting combo. Yeah. What kind of, what kind, how much did you weigh? Um, I was probably like 155, 160 in high school. Playing nose guard? Yeah, Just we ran. an interesting defense. Well, we okay. ran a, we ran a, uh, we ran a 3-4 angle defense. That's cool. Yeah, I so, can see, sometimes in high school, high school football is an interesting animal. Yeah, that, sometimes it didn't work, you know, um. Sometimes they do be just way too big and too fast, and my speed didn't help me because usually I was either getting, you know, making the angle to the right or to the left and getting washed down and making a big hole, or I was getting held. You play all four years? Yeah, all four years. Um, and once again, your height and weight during high school was? I was probably about, I was probably about the same height and weight I am now. I might have been a little bit bigger maybe. Okay. 
Were you a good running back? Do you score any touchdowns? Um, I was decent. I wasn't. I didn't have like good breakaway speed. I just would run people over, like to hit people. And you have some touchdowns? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I was more of a uh, like three or four yard kind of back. You know. Okay. All right. After high school. Well, um, I, I was planning on going to college. Um, what happened? Just uh, figured out that <laughs> I was like I didn't have any of my stuff set up, and uh, got low on funds, and I decided. Uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into the Marines. Maybe somebody would be like, try to talk me out of it and help me with a plan. And everybody was like, you know what, Robbie, that's a great idea. So, like, three weeks later, I left for the Marines after I, as soon as I, it took me three weeks from the first time I talked to a recruiter to the time I left to go to boot camp. You mind saying, like, what uh, kind of, you come from a military family? Or met, what's your parents, um, what do your parents do for a living? What so, did they do? Um, my mom's done a little bit of everything. She uh, now owns a cleaning business of her own. Okay, very good. Cool. Um, Shout out to them. And uh, my dad, he's a he's a bowler maker. He's a welder. Okay. He he was in the Air Force, um, and then my older brother was in the Army. Okay. I, I had my great my great grandpa was uh, in World War One. So. Wow. Okay. So age eighteen, you signed up and. Yeah, I went in, man, and uh, I didn't know what to expect going into boot camp. You know, like you know, I was just kind of a stubborn kid. You know what I mean. Didn't I never got no serious trouble, but was in trouble a lot in school and kind of like didn't ha- had a problem with authority, you know what I mean? So I go into the Marines and I learn pretty quick, <laughs> you know, you're going to either learn to listen to your uh, superiors or you're going to have a rough four years. So the Marine, okay. they taught me a lot. <laughs> how how long were you in the military? Uh, four years. Age 18 to 22? 22, yep. Okay. Only four years. Yeah, just did four years. I uh, I tore my rotator cuff, um, and tore my labrum and broke my collarbone and had two of my fingers pretty much cut off and uh, just I was ready to be done with it. Okay. After the military, age twenty two, you're thirty three now. Man, so after I get out of the Marines, I was just wild, man. I was like an outlaw. Like I had a, I had like a DUI that I. I didn't take care of. I was just running around wide open partying, didn't care if I lived, if I you know, if I died. Uh, mostly in Kentucky? Yeah, mostly in Kentucky. Once I moved back home, you know, everything was good for about the first six or eight week, eight months or so, and then it was just like I just got wild, man. I didn't really have a whole lot to live for. I wasn't, you know, I always either played sports or was in the Marines and had my, you know, my Marine duties and my buddies to, you know, have an outlet, you know what I mean? So I had several years with no outlet, didn't really know what I was doing in life. And uh, long story short, uh, just like drug addiction and like drinking and partying and like just not having nothing going for myself uh, just led me through some things that ended up going to the hospital for a little while. And uh, once I left the hospital, a buddy of mine had told me he trained at Louisville Combat Academy, which uh, was was that Trey Clark. Okay. He's like, tell me about it. I'm like, dude, you, they got that shit? Like, you can really do that? Hell you know? yeah, I like Trey. Yeah, so like, finally it was like, I don't know, maybe the next day or something, I went and tried it out on a th- like a Thursday with um, Isaiah was do- teaching Muay Thai that night. And I was like, man, I, I, you know, I love this. You know, I'm going to definitely stick with it. <laughs> so. That was a year and a half ago. Um, what type of work did you do for the, the- – Ten years in between. Um, man, so when I got out of the Marines, I, my a friend of mine owns a pretty good sized lawn care landscaping business. Okay, and uh, I started working for him, just like cutting grass. You know, I was making like ten dollars. I wasn't making hardly no money. But when I got out of the Marines, you don't make no money in the Marines either. So I didn't know what money was. You have, you have a little bit of an income from the 
the Marines. What years were, were you in, the four years? Um, 2008, 2012. Okay. And you went overseas? Uh, well, yes and no. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put that on there. Okay. Just, just because I don't, I don't love them. They're just a lot. Like, I don't. So you attended an Isaiah Ferguson Thursday night kickboxing class. Yeah, so, um, you know, we learned the, you know, you know, the basic one through five kind of warm-up deal they do there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, all right, this is confusing. I had no idea, like, like what's after the jab crawl? You know what I mean? Didn't know what to do. Um, had you ever thrown a punch really before then? I mean, I, actually, growing up, I, pro- I probably was in more fights in school than any 10 or 20 people combined. Really? I was in fights all the time, man. Uh, I was kind of an angry kid, you know. I was a happy go. I was a happy kid, but an angry kid at the same time. And okay. It didn't take much, just kind of like now to to light my fuse up. You know what I mean? Okay. And, uh, but then I really didn't know how to control it. You know, getting picked on and stuff. And finally, it was just like I figured out. You start knocking the shit out of people, they leave you alone. So you you trained at Louisville Combat Academy. You've trained at a few different gyms around town. What's your current gym? Uh, I train at Fight Factory. Fight Factory. Okay. Chris Griffin. Yep, Chris Griffin. And your striking coach, what's his name? Uh, Sockers him. Okay. Great. Yeah. And, and so let's jump right from there. That was a year and a half ago when you walked into the gym. When was your first fight? How long into you training did you get into? All right, so this is where, um, l- looking back, I wish I had listened to AJ a little bit more. Um, you know, because I, I jumped into MMA and stuff just for mental health. And then I just got... I don't know what I got to think. Has it been a net positive for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've had some bad, you know, I've had a couple losses and stuff. And it's hard, you know, it takes a lot of time from your family and stuff. So it's, And I live, you know, about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 10 minutes from my gym. Okay. And so it's kind of, it's great, but it, sometimes it's hard on your family. You know what I mean? Okay. So it hasn't been uh, so peachy. You wish you had, in hindsight, maybe taken some advice well, specifically. AJ, well, eight, well AJ, see, AJ, he was, yeah. you know. I didn't know what I didn't know. You know what I mean? So his role in his gym was um, you got to train a year before we even let you think about fighting. And I was like, man, I'm ready. I know I can beat the shit out of somebody. I know it. <laughs> and I was like, I can do this. And uh, basically, it, I didn't necessarily leave the gym just because of that, because he wouldn't let me fight. But um, I got to train. I went and trained with a soccer sim just on a, on a private lesson or whatever with him. And me and him kind of formed a relationship. So that's kind of what got me to Fight Factory, but like AJ and them, man, like they, uh, they was completely right. You know, they're good at getting getting guys ready and then seeing, hey, when you're ready. Uh, even Gr- Gr- like Chris Griffin, he wasn't like a hundred percent like with it, but he understood my reasoning. You know, because to me, I'm like, man, I'm 32 years old. Or, 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 I might have been 31 at the time, or 31 or 32. I'm like, man, I'm a grown ass man. If I want to go out there and you know, I can do this. And luckily. I didn't get fucking killed out there. Like, the, what was your first fight? Who was it against? Um, I, I might pronounce his name wrong, but his name was Alex Oges. Okay. And uh, he fought. He was training at. He, uh, there's an MMA gym down in Bowling Green with a uh, Donnie Hicks. Yeah, Hick, yeah, Hicks MMA. Yep. And I believe Alex. I think he's maybe still undefeated. I know he moved. I think he moved back to California. Um, because I I kind of keep up with the guys I fought and stuff. You know what I mean. I'm pretty sure he's a uh, like three and zero or something. He's ranked he's ranked decently in um state okay. of, in the state of California. So so you 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 lost a unanimous decision to Alex Ogaz. 
Yeah, I think I spent like seven and a half minutes fully mounted. Just oh, I remember. <laughs> I, I have watched this. I remember yeah, everybody was just like, dude, I don't even know how you survived. I was like, man, yeah. I just was, it was just the, my instincts. Good experience at all? Um. Well, okay, so I figured out then, um, that's why I took a break for MMA, MMA because I figured out then like, okay, I may be able to slug it out with somebody standing up just out of pure just toughness and, and you know, decent striking ability, you know. Well, I figured out, like, this guy here, I threw a, I threw a kick, a switch kick right off the bat. And, like, who throws a – I know now, you don't throw a switch kick at a wrestler. You know what I mean? Because you're oh, getting okay, – okay. you know what I mean? So, he, he's a, he was a great wrestler. And uh, he took me down um, in the first round, had me mounted, like, the whole first round. Finally, I was figuring out how to, like, all right. I knew how to sprawl because I could wrestle a little bit. I had wrestled. And um, – Where'd you wrestle at? Uh, well, just – we had a wrestling team in my school. I, I wasn't ever on the team, but, like – we wrestled all the time, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. And um, I went through like a couple of the wrestling camps, but um, so uh, I figured I had holes in my ground game, and without a ground game, you're you're kind of exposed unless you're just some high, super high level striker that's got long arms and tall and can stay away. And I, I don't have none of that, so okay. Um, so that was somewhat of a learning experience. You you realized, you know, you got to be ready for. If you're going to go against someone who has a wrestling advantage on you, you've got to be smart about it. And we were both debuters. Um, didn't know nothing about the dude. You know what I mean? Didn't know anything about him. Um, he was well coached, and I learned a big lesson when I fought him. And I, I know he's done pretty well. He's 3-0, and oh, yeah. And yeah. I know he went to Thailand, too. Um, he went to Thailand and had a, a, a real Thai fight over there somewhere. I don't know if he won that or not. I wasn't able to see that. but Shout out to Donnie Wallace. I interviewed him recently. Of Hicks MMA, real good guy, Donnie. Yeah. I've, I've never met Alex, but okay, oh, he, he was tough. Yeah, sounds like it. So, tell me, what can you tell me about this matchup with Raymond Mercer? It's on Tapology. What's your version of it, Robbie? Right, wait, wait. wait. What's your version, Rowdy Robbie? <laughs> well, um, I'm gonna shout out my boy Ch- Chance Beck. <laughs> Is he your boy? No, well, I mean, I through the fight, through fight, and I, he talked to me after I had my first loss. He was there. Gave me some, gave me some words, and um, you know we kind of horseplay back and forth on Facebook and talk about fighting or whatever. But we ain't like tight, tight or nothing like that. But I got, <laughs> I got to know him through the Kings of Kickboxing, you know, messaging back and forth about the fights or whatever. But the the, the deal with Ray was, um, so without, I ain't gonna get too juicy on this, but I'll, I'll basically, you know, we had Fight Factory and then Triumph Combat opened up, and. There was, I guess, Ray, and there were some people that was at our gym, went to that gym. So it was just kind of like, a, you know, when you're a little kid, it's like the Cowboys versus the Indians or whatever. Okay. It's just like, kind of like that mindset, you know what I mean? Like, it's a rivalry gym. Um, Israel, Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, like, not that much hatred. But, um, okay, okay. And there was some more beef involved that wasn't completely mine and Ray's. It just, you know what I mean? Two dudes, he's a competitor, I'm a competitor. You know, I don't back down from nothing. You know, I'm going to say back – you say something to me, it's gonna be real hard for me to bite my tongue. So, so you were staying at Fight Factory. He was going to the new gym. Yeah, he after he went to that gym, which it was no big deal, whatever. Um, you know, Cam was one of his coaches. He was kind of a coach at Fight Factory. Yep. Um, he's tough, man. He's big too. Dude, he, man. He, well, he's got good hands, he's and he's beast. learned. Well, he's always had Cam? good hands. Yeah, Cam? he's always had good hands. But man, now he's got some good kicks. Like he's getting a lot better at kickboxing. Oh yeah. Every time he fights, he looks a lot better. He's huge too. Um, Okay, so how did that 
fight come about? Had you two sparred each other at any point previously? So, uh, no. Well, we was going to fight before Kings of Kickboxing. And how, how? How did you guys meet each other? Who, who, well, first, say, suggest, so, so who I, first suggested it? I, I think it just kind of randomly came up the first time um, for, I think it was High Octane, where I won this belt at. It was a High Octane Kickboxing. I was supposed to fight him. And I could be wrong. It could be a different promotion. I was supposed to fight him. But uh, oh, okay. I had uh, the fight was going to be like my daughter was born May 2nd, and the fight was like within within three to four days of her being born. And um, I, I can't remember how. I know I gave plenty of notice. Like I was like, this ain't going to work out. Like it was just Stacy was like, look, you can't do this fight. <laughs> because of the baby. Yeah. Like they were just, well, we had a bit, we <laughs> had had a been, weak excuse. You should have just said, no, you should have bailed on the baby. I know, man. I couldn't do it. In couldn't. hindsight, you wish you did? No. Nah. <laughs> we had a, well, it, it wouldn't have been so bad if uh, we had had, she had, had kidney failure pretty much. Like, uh, so the week, it was like September 30th, like around the September 30th mark when I, or September the 8th, sometime in September, I fought uh, Isaac York for a Coleman kickboxing title and lost. And um, this this month or whatever, she had had kidney failure. We were in the hospital for like I don't know five to eight days, something like that. Wow! And that we so you know it was kind of scary. So I just knew I had to be there for her. You know what I mean? Because the sport. You, you, you married? No, we're not married. Okay, but you got a kid together. Yep, we got. A, she's almost six months now. Wow! So I just didn't. I just wanted to make sure I was there. You know what I mean? I didn't sure. want. Yeah. No, I was. I was joking. Yeah, I, okay. I know that. So, so that <laughs> fell through. That fight fell through that way, and then you ended so up. There was a lot of shit being talked before that fight. I remember you mean on Facebook. Yeah, just Facebook and like, just kind of like um, might have been hype that wasn't even there, but you felt it. You know what I mean? Um, so I had to pull out of that and kind of made me look bad, but I, you know, I made the right choice. And he's got a daughter too, and you know he understood. So you guys were cool heading into this fight. Uh, no, we we weren't really cool, but we weren't. I don't know. We were on the same. He got it. He's got a daughter. He understood. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. Um. So we had this next fight lined up with Kings of Kickboxing, man. It just snowballed into like, I don't. I could have even fired the first shot. You know what I mean? I don't even remember. But it, it turned into you mean this, the shit talk. The shit talking. Yeah. It just kind of mind to mention anything. Was there anything in particular type content or I? I did. I actually wasn't following that. I, um, I wish I was. Obviously. I don't remember exactly um, what, but uh, I know it was one of them things where when I got in there, I was ready to go. You know what I mean? And, okay. Uh, that <laughs> that kind of kind of screwed me up a little bit. What happened in the fight? Tell our listeners what All happened right. in your matchup. So this is the this is my story. I hit him in the balls one time, straight up, good with a knee on accident. Didn't mean to. Dude was all jumping around and moving. The next time that they called it, these are the ones that they called. The referee was not even – he couldn't even see. He was on the back of the guy. I threw a knee, and I pulled it back and stopped, and he re- reacted, you know. The referee's on the back side, couldn't even see it, and just took the – took the took his uh, actions. So did, did he yeah. touch at all? I, I don't believe so. The video okay. was close, and, and it may have, but it wasn't enough to, to like – Act like he was hurt because see how I felt was I had just knocked him out. He was asleep. I hit him with that left hook. Mm-hmm. I hit him with the left. Ho- I can't remember if it was a left hook or a right hand. But I hit him with the left hook. We both fall on the ground. All right, but he's limp. He's asleep. Like he falls straight on his face and he gets up and stumbled. Like the referee steadies him. If you watch the tape, you can see it. The referee steadies helps. Pretty much helps him up and steadies him. So we go back to fighting. 
and he gets the nut shot, and he takes the whole five minutes for Bear to be untouched. I'm like, all right, whatever. Not very long after that, he does the same thing. He take, he gets like ten. He takes the full ten minutes each five minutes each time to recover because he was knocked out. And uh, so first round, I think that's a knockdown because you know the referee gets him up, makes him walk to him, grabs his, you know does the glove wipe, and goes. Well, the referee never faces me, never wipes my gloves, never even asks me if I'm okay. I got head butted, split my chin open. Uh, the referee never checked to make sure I was good. We were both on the ground. So I'm thinking that's a knockdown, right? So, you know, I cool off on the, the rest of the first round and get through it. And I believe it was the second round is when I kicked him again in the nuts again and he got – I got the point deduction, I think. Okay. Uh, but kick, I had a – Kick I, or a knee? I think the second one was a kick. I can't I can't remember. So you ended up kicking him or kneeing him in the nuts? Twice. Not on purpose? Not on pur- no, not at all. He was just tall and um, he was getting – I, the way we were clinching up, I wasn't able to pull him down and get him, you know, in, in a, a good a good tie clinch and knee how, him. Many, how many times total you think you got him in the nuts? I think uh, – I, I don't know. I know that I got him the first time was legit. Um, the second time I don't think – I think was I, – I, I think the second one was questionable. But um, they're also – and I'll be – to be straight up honest, there could have been times that I watched the fight that I might have needed him in the nuts more than once or twice uh, in the corner. But, you know, at the same time, he was getting me back in the, in the nuts too. You know what I mean? But they weren't called. And it wasn't nothing – I don't know. I got a good cup. I, it wasn't nothing. You know what I mean? If, I don't want them to recover any more than I'm recovering. So Okay. Okay. So, at the end, what so, so – summarize the fight. Well, so the second round, I get another knockdown. Okay. Um. And if you watch the fight, you know, he's the guy running backwards. He's the guy running away. I'm the aggressor. Um, I'm landing more damage to him. In the second round, I caught him with a right hand, knocked him cold. He landed down. looked like he was praying. He landed face first on the mat right in front of me. Got up stumbling, almost fell down. Referee let us keep fighting. Um, so I'm thinking in my mind that's a knockdown first round, second round. And in the third round, um, the third round was a – I think I lost the third round. Okay. Um, I, I think he won the third round. It wasn't really like a, a big loss. I probably lost by a point. But I, 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 in my mind, I won the first round 10-8, and I won the second round 9-8. So, and I think he won the second round probably probably 10-9. I mean, 9-8 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. The, th- the third round, you think he won maybe 10-9. Yeah, 10-9, there was no, yeah. no point deductions in the third round. No, it was a So, six. explain to me that second round score. You said 9-8? Because um, I lost a point. Mm-hmm. So I don't think so I would should have been a, probably a split draw. Or, without the point deduction, you I think won. you won that round ten nine? If I without the point deduction, I think I won that fight ten eight first and second round. Oh, I with that point deduction, I guess made it what nine so eight. You think you dominated the first two rounds? Oh yeah, he was running away. I mean, um, he was barely landing any punches or anything at all. I okay. was great. Even whenever he was, if you watch the fight, when he when he he hits me, he does throw like a leg a head kick, and it barely t- like I just I walked right through his everything. There's no, he's not inflicting damage on me. I'm not covering up, hiding from him. He's he's trying to get away, and if you watch, he's he's grabbing me all the time, hugging me and hugging me and hugging me. Okay, uh, so. I felt like I won, and here's here's where I got. I felt like something weird happened because the fight was over. They announced a unanimous decision, and um, I forgot the one of the judges. He's a he's a fighter, uh, Trent Knott, I believe. Okay. Yep, Trent. Knott. Yeah, he was like, 
he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I, I had you scored winning. He's like, you, you know, he told me you inflicted more damage, and he, and he, you know, basically ran away from you the whole fight. He said, I had you picked to win. They announced it a unanimous decision, but they never announced like the score, the like the you know they didn't tell what the judges scored the fight. Okay. So that was weird. And then they later changed it to a split decision, and still I was like, well, can I know what the judges scored the fight? You know, and nobody would tell me, and I was like, that's awfully weird that they had to change it from unanimous to a split like how do you how do you mess that up you know what i mean so trent def trent not definitely told you he judged he, he he thought you won the fight oh yeah so if that's accurate he's one of the three judges oh yeah <clears throat> okay yeah that's so that's what i was like all right well that doesn't make sense because how is it unanimous and then they was like oh well they changed it and said it was a split so i'm like all right Something fishy's going on here. You know what I mean? It just okay. it was weird. Even everybody around was like, "What the hell?" You could just you could just tell it in the in the arena. Like people were like, "We all know who Trent Knott is." Do you remember who any of the other two judges were? I know who one of the other ones was. Well, you might as well mention their name. Well, J.C. Contreras, he's a great dude. I'll say that. Okay. And um, he is a great guy. And I'll tell you this: he um, I met him after my first fight. That was a pretty good story. Um, but but it, he, he he judged that you lost. Yeah, he has judged he, that he, I lost. He told he, and he told me that and he and he told me this was before I got to rewatch the fight. He told me he was like, "Look, he's like, if you watch the fight and think you set it on fire, he was like, you didn't. You know, I looked like dog shit out there. I think Chance told me I looked like a, I was a, a fucking swatting bees or something. <laughs> I was like, so you, you don't think you look good in the fight? You no, think, you think I don't did, think I looked. Win. I don't think I looked good technically." But um, he didn't want to stand there in the pocket and brawl with me. Okay. Um, I had two punches land that knocked him down. Whenever I, my punches landed on him, you could see it obvious. Did he get you pretty good at any point? No. There was a time, you know, um, so at the beginning when we both fell in the first 10 seconds, I hit him. I felt like I was headbutted. It looked like we may have landed punches at the same time. But I got my chin split open. I don't know if it was from that punch from the headbutt. I think it was from the headbutt. But okay, that was the only time in the fight um, that he got me. He he hit me with a couple, maybe a one, couple one twos. I know he hit me with a head kick once, but it was just something I walked right through. So that's that's kind of why I felt like something weird happened. Then they announced unanimous the, decision. Unanimous decision. What happened? Tell me what happened. Was it chaos? I wasn't there. Um, everybody was just kind of like, what the fuck? You know, like, and I'm like, did you have many people come out from Bardstown? I had my mom, uh, my stepdad was there. Um, there were some other people, my uncle Larry or my, he's my cousin, Larry. Um, he was there and, uh, there was a lot of guys from fight factory there. And, uh, so yeah, we were all surprised, man. Like, the whole, after the fight's over, everyone's coming up to me like, dude, you got robbed. That's terrible. That's terrible, you know. How did Ray handle it? Man, I, to be honest with you, I think he like he was like soaking up the wind. Like he really just won. Like he really did something. And I was like, dude, I kicked your fucking ass. Like I, in my mind, I'm like, I beat your ass. And did you he, say that to him? So we ended up – he had his daughter – and they were going. They came up kind of upstairs where we were kind of we were kind of staged out at at the Grand. And there's a bathroom up there, so he had to go. He had his daughter, you know. So it was a civil conversation. I was like, I let him know, like, you definitely you didn't win, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, congratulations. And I I think we we told each other, hey, all the bullshits aside, you know, congratulations and everything was cool. But I let him know, I was like, I. I got that. I got that win. I feel like I won that fight. Okay. So, what do you think of uh, the organ, the promotion? Didn't they say at one point you couldn't fight for them again? Um, I, th- yeah, they said that. Um, 
Uh, but I don't. Why, why did? You, why do you think they said that? Because I was pissed. I got. I pushed it about why I thought that I won. Like, how uh, did you do that? Just on Facebook, just talking. Like, um, and I wasn't there. There were several people. I had. I had several people reach out to me. I had promotions reach out. I had. Um, I had official. Um, so like Saka Sim, he's from Thailand. He's got a million followers. That almost all of them are into Muay Thai or kickboxing or martial arts and. I had official judges, official referees reach out and be like, "Hey, dude, you got you got hosed." Okay. So I, I wasn't the only one. Um, sometimes it was hard to argue because it's hard to, you know, arguing for yourself that you won. You feel like, a, but I really felt like I was robbed of that. But I feel like there's going to be a we're going to run into each other again here pretty soon. In kickboxing or oh, MMA? dude, yeah, he won't fight me in MMA. He would be destroyed fast. Okay. He doesn't have he has no ground game, and I'm. Does he train that? Man, just from what I've heard from some people, I think he's like maybe a, a couple times. Okay. All right, next fight, Dakota Roberts. You win a unanimous decision in MMA. Tell me about that. So that was, I think it was about a year and a half or so after my original MMA fight where I got dominated on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been kickboxing and got a little bit of respect striking and things like that. So I go to fight this Dakota kid at 155. I normally fight 145. So I come up to fight this kid. He's like maybe 6'2", 6'3", long-legged, long-arm kid, um, probably like 22, 23. And uh, everybody's like, Robbie's going to come out and strike. He's going to be striking. He's going to be throwing punches, you know, all this and all that. And that's what I wanted because um, I've been in the dark wrestling. I've been working working with our wrestling coach. Who's that? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't put his name out there right now. Okay. Um, um, but uh, – I got a wrestling coach and uh, working with Griff for this fight camp in, 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 in the dark, you know, just working on my jiu-jitsu, soaking up some knowledge. You know, f- I'm figuring things out, wondering, starting to realize how to get in good positions, maybe not to submit somebody, but to how to – just how to move on the ground. How to, I got really good at doing takedowns. Then I got to where – I got to where uh, watching Khabib was just like – I couldn't quit watching Khabib. I was watching Khabib all the time, just – Studying his movements, you know what I mean. So I come out on this kid, and uh, I'm I have him on the ground probably in 20 seconds. I had him on his back, probably say I don't know seven or eight minutes of the fight. He's on his back. Uh, he's got he had some good guard, some nice you know guard work. I I learned I learned a lot about this in this fight though about um focusing a little bit more on passing the guard and posturing before I start throwing a lot of punches. Okay, and We're watching it. Shout out to Matt McCarthy of Beercast. Uh, LiveSportsCaster.com, but there's a nice video on YouTube available of this of this fight. So, it's you know him, yeah. That's your wrestling coach. Nah, no, nah. He uh, he just so happened to come help, man. We needed another corner, man. He just he's a guy that trains Muay Thai in our gym with us. He just claims sexy Mike, um, okay. Mike Rodriguez. He's um just tr- he's just losing weight and working out, but he he came with Griff to help corner me up in um. Basically, uh, this is Sullivan, Indiana. Okay, far away. About three and a half hours. Okay, interesting. Wow. So I, I had been really sick. I, I don't. I didn't have COVID, but I had this virus that was going around like two weeks before this fight. So two weeks prior, I do, I don't train not even one day. I, I don't train for like two weeks before this fight. You know, the week of my normal like weight cut week was my week. I was trying to eat and get my strength back. So I get. I've had this fight. I'm not even. I'm not even full strength, man. I'm still. I'm still sick in this fight. 
Okay, so we're watching this whole fight on this episode. We've got time on the episode. Actually, just one moment. I'm going to mute us real quick. All right, we're back. So your fight is getting ready to start against Dakota. This is. Would you say this is your, thus far, the highlight of your career? Man, it felt like it. Um, for me, for being just a guy that strikes, you know, everybody thinks I just strike. Um, as I was saying, I got to where I was falling in love watching Khabib fight, and I was like, man, I know what I'm going to do. I know I like, can kickbox, and I knew I could. I was like, I could bully my way. I was, you know, I can kind of bully my way around people. And to fight at 145 and 155, you know, I bench press around 300 pounds and deadlift. I deadlifted 405 easy the other day. Um, I'm big in driving sleds and you know running hills and doing all the. Have all through your addiction and stuff. Have you always been this disciplined? No. Um, so like I, you know, I'm a, a diagnosed um, bipolar. So you know I oh ha- I didn't know that yeah so that's what that's what I had a lot of trouble with like addiction and stuff was just because of the manic times and like the depressive you know up and down up and down up and down so no I was not I had spurts but uh all right so you come in you close the distance at the beginning of this fight you're clinching him up against the cage watch this sweet takedown you're bringing the fight to him as you do it in every fight have you ever been the guy who backs up no. If you watch this guy, in the, when we get to the second round, he comes just nice little takedown off the fence. Okay, okay, nice takedown. You're in his guard. Let's see here. So, you see, what did you say about posturing up? Man, um, just like here, I should have like kind of, you know, he tries to triangle me and stuff, and like, did he just not? He he's not got it. He's he's not gonna break me down doing what he was doing, but um, just like there, I should have just worked on passing around that lay open that guard. Right there, I could have just stayed. This is what Chris Griffin's been talking to you about since. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was teaching me. So now we got some film. How great is Chris Griffin? Dude, all, all serious. Man, he's awesome. Man, like he he makes things just fun and uh, just the most likable guy too. Oh yeah, and like that doesn't he doesn't hurt, huh? It doesn't hurt to be super likable and just chill and easy to get along with. He's awesome. Well, he's good at like teaching things. Like he might teach some the same move, but like teach it fifteen ways for fifteen different people so they can get it. You know what I mean? And he'll take the time to, to show you if, if, if you've just got some kind of injury or he'll show you how to modify them. He's just very knowledgeable guy, man. See, I get sweat, almost armbarred. I'm like, give me my arm back. See, I should have just went ahead and passed around that guard. That's what I fit learned is if I'm going to stay in that guard, at least uh, maybe two one arm and, 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 and start stacking where I can get some angles and throw some punches. Well, the second round, I come out in the second round, if you watch, the dude, I'm covering up his mouth trying to suffocate him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's legal. Um, You have been having some exciting back and forths lately. You know, I'm, I'm, how would you describe me politically? Uh, because I, you actually have interacted with me on multiple posts. I think that and, you're... And we agree on some. Yeah, I think you're like fair because you're not just all the way left or all the way right. Okay, and I, you don't have to. Say, you don't. You don't have to say that. You don't yeah. have to just compliment me. I no, mean, I mean, I'll say, I'm serious. Like, there's times like we've agreed, and there's times we've disagreed, but you're never like, God, I fucking hate you. I'm never talking to you again because you don't agree. You know, we're just kind of like, all right, cool, yeah, I get some it. Some people do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, we've disagreed on some of the war stuff lately. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Is there any wars that you've ever disagreed with? Um, man, I was in hindsight was the Iraq War. They messed mistake. up. They that, screwed up. That uh, entire operation was a mistake. Um, how when they went in over there for like the weapons of mass destruction, that was kind of silly. Like when they had apparently had evidence or intel that 
they knew there wasn't nothing there, and they went anyway. And uh, if they were going to go after the, you know, the terror group, like, from 9-11, they, like, waited to do that till like, later on. It kind of just didn't make sense, you know. Okay. Might have been some uh, some kind of greed or something involved with that one. Maybe. So you admit maybe people made money off that war? Oh, yeah. I think something weird. Yeah, that, that was just kind of – that didn't make no sense. Because if, if you're acknowledging that, then you are acknowledging – that people do make money. Oh yeah, wars. definitely. Like even well, these new wars. I mean, like you think like the Great Depression. We got out of the Great Depression because of the you know World War Two. You know, or World War, yeah, World War One. I, I mean, okay. You know, because it put everybody to work. You know, when they make the, I forgot the name of the act, but where they make like Ford Motor Company shut down and start building equipment for the military. You know, it put everybody to work. Everybody had stuff. You know, all that people were getting paid, but it put everybody to work. You know what I mean? Okay. I definitely know there is a a long held belief that war is good for economies. Yeah, and I think people. I don't, I'm not going to say when the whole world that wars aren't started. Check this out. Watch watch how this this round starts. He just stands in the corner and doesn't even. Beginning he won't even, of round two. He doesn't even come out. He's just like I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> wow, he swung. He, he he threw a kick and then he just swung. Nice takedown. I get him. I actually get him in a stapler position here. I went to so before this fight, the weekend before um, I fight, I go to um, to Louisville Combat Academy and train in their MMA class with Jason out there. Okay. And he teaches us this move. I'm about. I'm after I throw these hard knees, I get him in the stapler position. Something Jason had just showed us. Something you know Griff showed me the showed me a bunch of times too. But now getting more advanced in jujitsu and learning like, see, I get to pin him down, had him. But he uses the cage and gets out of it. Just learned that move like a week before the fight. Shout out to Jason Y, right? Oh, yeah. I sent him a message and told him, I said, hey, man, I used your move. You taught me in your class. It, it worked. I said, but I learned next time. Get him away from the cage. Well, they can't use it. Like right there, I was posh. I should have just stacked him and beat the shit out of him a little bit more. I was gassed, though. Uh, the first thing I told Chris Griffin at the end of the first round, and like I'm known for having good cardio, where I had been sick, I was like, Griff, I'm gassed. End of the first round, he's like, he's like, God damn, it's the first round. You know what I mean? I'm like, I know. <laughs> so, I just this fight here, I was really surviving. I was just trying to, trying to win. Over the years, one of the things I've enjoyed about you is occasionally you'll make a post about how it's important to stay in shape. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. then, and then, I don't know, is it one of your cousins or one of your someone's wife? Or It's my brother's wife. <laughs> she'll comment, and she'll be like, why are you calling me fat again? I'm like, dude, like, you know, I just try, everybody wants to get everybody, like, get the, get the jab, you need to get the jab so you can be healthy, you know what I mean? COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah, because of COVID. That's their idea of health. You know, just certain people got that, and they're 400 pounds, and they're like, you got to get the, you know, I'm like, all right, for one, just, I got, I'm good. I got an immune system, you know, I'm fine. So like, you never got vaccinated? No, never. Wow. No. If you were to go back into the military, which you say that you'd be down for. I would never get vaccinated with the, with the, with um, with that, no. Um, were you ever skeptical of vaccinations prior to COVID? Man, like, I never get the flu vaccine. I've never had the flu. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you know, um, I'll tell you, I have got kind of skeptical on this, and people are, I'm like, I'm not anti-vax because there's certain ones, like, I'm finding out now with a daughter, you know, that um, there's certain ones, like, with, like, 
or I'm not going to be able to name off all the diseases, but like the me, the mumps or the me, what are the you know the real the, the ones that you need like smallpox or whatever the the ones that like our parents got when they were kids because now yeah. there's like all these vaccines are like this long. Oh, I know. And they're all full of like mercurial, mercury and all that stuff, like all these metals, aluminum. And um, if you look at, at um, a spike in autism, in like you can just look at the raw numbers, there's a spike in autism uh, in correlation with like certain vaccines given. Because you know, there was actually a time like when a vaccine was given. There was a time when a vaccine was given and it actually um, – Prevented you from getting something, you know what I mean? Now it's like some of these vaccines are like, what are they? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is this? And a, a baby that young, it's like, that's a lot of uh, metal to put in their body at such a young age. You know, there's a, there's tons of testimony from parents saying, hey, our kid was normal, took him in for shots, and now they're not, you know, they're nonverbal or they're and they're reacting, and it's, I think it's kind of covered up. I I bit, and I was a fan of RFK Jr. for a while. You probably saw that. Yeah, man. I brought, I, I broadcast that pretty publicly, didn't I? I actually like. I actually don't. I actually like him. Honestly, I I don't have a big problem At with him. At the end of the day, though, he's a progressive Democrat. Just so you know. Yeah, I I know that, but some of the things he some of the things he says, he he just says what he believes and not what fits the whole left. You know what I mean? Just I agree. That's why I like him. He's if you if you just if you at least can like realize like certain things like like. This is real controversial, and I don't know how it is like that a trans man can play you know women's sports. Like you got to be able to admit that's not right. You know what I, I mean? I don't know that he would admit that though. You don't think so? No, I've, I'm telling you, I've listened to every episode really? of this guy. So <laughs> what I've heard, what I've heard from him, and what I've no, no, I, I know. I'm, I obviously I've consumed it, and I'm and, a fan and of. Stacey, I read his book about Fa- Stacey, Fauci. Yeah, Stacy reads book. his books. Stacy reads his books, and she's just starting to just now get political because I'm, I'm pretty. I like the news. I'm political. I keep up with stuff, and and sometimes I mean I'm going to say most of the republic, like you know the right side I bel- it's just nobody told me to be Republican you know what I mean like I just mostly aligned with their values you know what I mean um so yeah I think RFK would be I don't know he'd fit in somewhere well no I, I agree all politicians are you know there's no such thing as a, I'm a big fan of Rand Paul honestly I think if, if there is one that I really like it's Rand Paul um but he's not perfect, even. But no. RFK is certainly not perfect. But he's interesting. Like I said, I read that Fauci book, and I, I was never a vaccine skeptic prior to that. Yeah. Prior to COVID, prior to COVID, I wasn't at all. I remember thinking vaccine anti-vax people were crazy. Well, I didn't know. Like I didn't know then, but I knew because um, I'd heard like people talking about it. So I did some, just got some raw data, and I can't remember right off the top of my head, but you can look it up. There's like a correlation to a spike in autism and added vaccines. And I believe in 1988, they um, passed some kind of law where basically um, you can't sue or go after the vaccination companies. The Reagan administration yeah. passed that. Yeah, so there was a law that was passed. So, like, it went from, like... The late 80s. The Reagan administration, they said some great things rhetorically for someone like me. Okay. He, he talked about small government and stuff. You know, that's honestly what I like. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Reagan nor Trump did a good job for that. Yeah. I mean, you could say that. No, it's it's true. The, the debt was ran up. I mean, I'm just saying, is if you look at size of government, total overall, total overall expenditures, amount of debt we go into, money we're sending for gender studies and uh, 
uh, Pakistan. And see, a lot of I'm that, too. Saying, man, a lot I'm of that stuff, saying, too. There's a bunch of weird shit going on. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, too, man. Like, Congress approves that. You know what I mean? I guess the president could veto it, but... It's like, you know, that's kind of what, uh, uh, what's his name, Gates from Florida. Like, he wants to have. Gates. I know, yeah. I like how he wants to, like, let's not have a bill with, like, 50 things in it where, like, if you put something in there I'm definitely not going to agree with, now I'm not voting on it, but there's stuff in here that we need. We need, like, some of this controversial stuff needs to be, like, on its own in a vote, not, like, in with something really important. Because that's what they do. They stuff all this stuff in there, and they vote on it, and it's like, Nope, I ain't voting for that. And there could be there could be fifty good things in it, but one thing they don't believe in, they won't vote on it. The Patriot Act after September eleventh allowed, and Rand Paul was saying this. You know, you know that's what they, people they were saying it when it happened. So that's people were that right there was just people running off emotions. I think making decisions with emotions instead of like if you're going to be like with the, about the Constitution, you need to, you know, not just when it fits in for you. You know what I mean? Use it all the time. So you agree that, yeah, they, in hindsight, the Patriot, and Ron Paul was the one. I'm sorry, not Rand. Um, Ron Paul was speaking out as a member of uh, uh, re- Congressional Representative for Texas. He was speaking out against it. Everybody said he was crazy. And oh, then in 2008, when he, he came up on the stage, everybody booed him. Oh, yeah. So, so it's like if you're like, hey, no, 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 I mean we should actually try to. Like actually try to if your if your goal as a politician is let's actually try to make our government smaller more freedoms people are like whoa whoa what the hell you're you're yeah. crazy oh yeah I don't I don't know why people less government the better I less taxes is better to me too look I'm so tired I can't even stand up Griff's like raise your hand up I'm like that's as high as I can raise it yeah, you missed uh you missed that when I took all the damage in like thirty I got all that damage in like probably 15 seconds you dominated that round um until the yeah i dominated what happened did you win all three rounds uh i one judge had me scored winning 30 to 27 and i think the other two had me winning by like two points so i won i think i won all every round but one okay but see what's crazy is the reason why i think whenever i got hit i slipped we were like the 13th fight of the night it was hot up there there wasn't no ac in that building and uh I slipped, man, and when I slipped, I went on both knees. So he starts wailing on me with his right hand, cuts my face. But instead of me trying to defend the punch, I, I wasn't worried about it because it wasn't hurting me. I pushed him back to where he, you know, he stepped back. So I was able to grab a, go for a single leg, and I just kind of stood up and ran him into the cage. He get this is a good part. He uh he actually guillotines me with like thirty seconds to go after I fall, and I'm like. All right, I'm gassed. I'm getting choked out on the cage. I've been dominating the fight. And then I remembered, like, five or ten minutes before we walk out to this fight, Griff's like, hey, dude. He's like, I want to show you this cool-ass little escape um, from a guillotine. He's like, do the, you know, we drilled it. We drilled it for, like, a minute and a half. And then I walked out and fought. And then that right there, that escape was the only reason I got out of that guillotine. It wasn't that tight. But uh, that's what I, how I got out of it. Jiu-jitsu is wild, isn't it? Dude, I'm starting to love it. I'm starting to like <laughs> really like enjoy. Because there's all sorts of little shit that if you never learned it specifically, you well, have no shot to do anything. Yeah, exactly. But once you learn it, it's like, oh, okay, I naturally start to do this. And then it's like, well, it's like a, well you find other shit to worry about. Well, but, it's like, you know, when a guy like is on top of you or whatever, and they reach over and post, like you got them there in your guard, and they reach over with their opposite hand, like a wrestler like to do this and like try to post. Yeah. It's Did like, you, dude, you're getting triangled. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. I, I, you know what I mean? Or you got there's all kinds of stuff you can do off of that. You're like, you're, yeah, you're doing the move for me, dude. I was gonna try to get that arm over here, and you just stuck it over here. Thanks, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so so after this fight, you won a unanimous decision. You have a belt with you today. Yeah, so... Tell, uh, tell me about this belt. So, if you noticed, I was in bad shape on this fight. Um, it was being sick. And it was a nine-minute war. And, and it wasn't a nine-minute striking war. It was nine minutes on the ground. So, you can, you know, nine minutes of doing that at a high pace. You know, it's going to wear anybody out. So, I was physically exhausted. Um, both my wrists were jacked up. Both my hands are swollen, um, just banged up bad, you know what I mean? Um, so my face is cut up. Um, so I got two weeks to prepare for this title fight. And uh, the first week, I'm just trying to get healthy to where I can just move. Like, I'm just trying to get where I can do anything. Um, I have a couple decent training sessions. I sparred a couple good times. And I go into this fight against Mike Gilman, um, which I think he was on like a, maybe a two or three uh, fight win streak, uh, kickboxing and, and MMA combined. Um, he, uh, me and him actually was he was my debut kickboxing opponent when the first time I ever kickboxed. Okay. Uh, um, he. Uh, so what's your record in kickboxing? Um. So. All right. So. I don't really count the Kings of Kickboxing fight. I mean, um, I just – I don't include that in my record, so my record's 3-1. and one. Okay. Um, I've talked to – I talked to a, to some people from the uh, Indiana um, Gaming Commission and stuff too, and they were like, that's, you know, why well, they want to get kickboxing sanctioned because, you know, like stuff like that. Like there was just some weird stuff that went on. I guess there have been other complaints uh, from another fight um, – that happened recently. I'm not going to mention their names because I don't even think they're 18. But there was a some controversy there. You know what I mean? And, and nothing against Chance or none of them. It's just it is what it is. You know, people getting get pissed off at little kids' basketball games that are good official. You know what I mean? Just like oh yeah, I've seen it. You know, judges may see something different than you did. You know what I mean? And I learned. You know, I took a even though I took the loss against Ray, um, for say, I learned a lot from that fight. That carried over to fight Mikey because Mikey fights like me, man. He's um. Is that fight on YouTube? Yeah. Um, or is it on your Facebook? It's page? on my Facebook. If you go on the Rowdy page, you can find it on there. Mikey fights at a high pace, man. He just comes in swinging. Um, I'm not gonna say he doesn't have technique because I mean he's he's got his own technique. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a busy father. He coaches football. He's he's a busy dude. He can't go to a gym and get coached up all the time. He's got a gym that he made of his own. And him and a bunch of guys, man, they train. They got guys that, you know, they just they just train, man. They're a decent team. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got some good coaching and things like that. And I've developed a – I've been getting where I can throw a good jab. And I'm, I'm not trying to brawl no more. Like, okay, I want to – I'm picking my shots a little bit more. I'm trying to set shit up. Um, so, at some point, would you maybe have a different nickname, not Rowdy? No, because, um, man, that's always going to be in me. Okay. Like uh, – my, Ruben War, man, a buddy of mine. He he um he's always like, dude, learn. You know, he's telling me you need to learn other styles, learn other styles. I'm like, no, it's just what I do. This is what I just what I do. And I'm just like, man, I want to relax. I can. I'll have power longer in the fight if I don't throw so hard all the time. You know, kind of like uh Justin Gaethje was at the beginning of his career. He just you know he finally had somebody tell him, you know, control chaos. You get like a thirty second burst and then chill out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I did in this fight. Uh, there at the beginning of the first round, I had to brawl with Mikey though because he came out brawling, and so we brawled kind of. I was stepping back and 
kind of picking my shots a little bit. You know, I was throwing some right kicks, man, and Mikey was timing me up. I was making good contact on the kick, but he was catching it, like on the comeback, you know, and hit me in the face, busting my nose. Uh, I landed some good shots on him, man. And the second, it ended in the second round pretty early. Uh, he uh, he threw a – I hit him with something, and he went back in the corner and just dropped his hands and let me hit him like two times in the face. And then he ducks and dodges my right hand. And I just kind of stepped back, and we tussled a little bit and ended up teeping him in his liver. And his right – kind of like on the side of his rear, like right in the liver, though. And uh, he was down for – he couldn't answer the bell. He couldn't answer the call. Okay. So you got this belt. Is this your first belt? Yeah, man, my first belt. Um you know, it was pretty cool to get just, you know, not just really just a start, you know what I mean? Hoping to get more. Um, Overall, combat sports has been good for your mental health. Oh, definitely. You know. Uh, even losing and all that. So, I had some trouble with it, even just even winning. Um, because I can get kind of, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can get kind of obsessive with it, you know what I mean? I'm stuck, like. I'm, I'm watching Khabib's fight a thousand times. I'm watching these kick – I'm watching Glory kickbox and just – you know what I mean, just watching them. Just like when I played football, I watched the players that I liked and tried to imitate them. So, you know, I was studying guys and mental, mentally just thinking about, all right, if, if they do this, this is what I'm going to do. Or I'm envisioning me coming out. And I knew I was like, I'm going to get Dakota on the on the cage. I'm going to I'm gonna dominate him. I was like, I may not be flashy – I'm not going to be throwing big wild punch. I said, like, I'm dom. I want to dominate him on the ground and just have good pressure. That was all I cared about was having good pressure and staying on top. And that's what I did. And um, you know, with that two on film, next guy that I fight, they're not going. You know, they're going to know that I can. I'll take you down too. So don't come out standing straight up with your chin up. You know what I mean? You better be ready. And if you come in throwing big punches, you know I'm going to take you down. So okay. I love it. Um, what else, before we wrap up the episode, what else have we not talked about? I don't know. Who 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 has been um, instrumental? I guess Trey. Trey got you into the gym. Yeah, Trey, Trey helped me out a lot, man. Yeah, just, so just getting there, man. Uh, because I agree. When I first did jiu-jitsu, for me, it was when I first did any combat sports, also at age 32. Yeah, I started 31 years old, okay, so okay. yeah. So, so when I first did it, I was immediately, like, this shit's fun. Oh, yeah. Like, I knew immediately that it was fun, and I was hooked. Like, I started training every day. Yeah, um, so when I, but when I first met Stacy, I, I met her probably about, I don't know, six or seven months into training, and I was training like a savage. Okay. I mean, I'm getting up. I still do this a lot, too, getting up early and running and working out, but I mean, I'm up in the morning working out. I'm at I'm at Louisville Combat Academy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, th- every day. There's something I'm going up there, um, doing. You know, I'm driving doing, an hour plus. Yeah, and uh, I had been working in Louisville, so it's not so bad during the oh, week. Okay. So what do I, you do for work? Um, or can you say? I, no, I do concrete. Oh, okay. I do concrete. Uh, I work for I work for Louisville Pavement. I'm not working there right now, um, but that's what I do. Is Have you got to train with Ruben War much? Man, Ruben, bro, this is – I hope he hears this. So, every time I've trained with Ruben, it just ends up to him just beating the shit out of me sparring. It would be like, look, he's like, we just got to spar. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, do you, you know – Do you mind that? Um, yes and no. Like, um, He's pretty good. Yeah, he's good. He's a good pro. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> – He had some impressive wins. He's a pretty good fighter. He uh, – 
man, he's just kind of one of them people that he, I don't know, he know you can know, you can tell that he's like, all right, good job, but he's not going to, like, tell you that. You know what I mean? It's just the way he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to kick you. He's going to, you know, if I drop my right hand, he's going to left hook me. He's like, man, he'll be smart. Nope, nope. I can just see his face now hopping around in front of me. Nope, bouncing around. Um, Where do you train with him at? Um, man, we've trained like in Bardstown together. Just had like a, my weightlifting gym before. Okay. Uh, my buddy Joe Baker's got Alpha Combat um, up in Corden, Indiana. Yep. yep. And Joe, uh, Joe and Ruben have both been on the show before. So I've met them up there at their um, his gym and trained with Ruben there a couple times. Love so. it. Okay. Well, Robbie, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you know, I, I, I have enjoyed your journey. Yes, sir. I, uh, from day one, I did know you were, like, intense, you know. Oh, yeah. You bring a certain energy, so I was, like, interested in following it. Yeah, that took that's, that's something I had to learn about martial arts, too, was the respect level, you know what I mean? Like, how to spar, the, oh, edi- okay. the etiquettes, because to me, I played football. That's what I compare everything to football. It's like everything you do, I do it 100 miles an hour. That You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you – if you fuck it up, do it 100 miles an hour, and I won't bitch at you. So that's just – you know, in jiu-jitsu, it's like, all right, you don't got to do that. You know what I mean? There's jiu-jitsu a, is an interesting thing. There's a time to burst and there's a time to chill out. So, And you know what? That's before we get off here. Jiu-jitsu, I was doing more jiu-jitsu for um, this MMA fight than I was striking. And striking, I'm like, sometimes um, my anxiety's up or something and I'm throwing, trying to throw hard. I'm not relaxed. Well, doing jiu-jitsu, I, had, I was learning to relax. And it's helped me so much striking and kicking and just wow. and moving around and breathing. Like, so... Jiu-jitsu helps you in more ways than one. That's for sure. Oh, I, I agree 100%. Well, uh, Robbie, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much. Um, and I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon.